Hi, and welcome to the newest edition of Keen Minds, where we're covering NBC's The Blacklist. It's episode five, or season five, episode six, The Travel Agency. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Saigal. And I am Tessa. And I love that episode. It was, did you? I did. I, like, I've heard some things where people weren't fond of it, but even just, and I mean, obviously, anybody that's listened for any amount of time, y'all know I'm a shipper, and so, but cutting out the last scene, just not even taking that into consideration, I, this one had me going, what is happening here? I actually ended up yelling at NBC's site, because I thought it had rebooted on me, because I have, a, NBC's site and I have a love-hate relationship, I think it likes me, and I hate it, um, <laughs> Because it constantly screws up. Last week, it kept, uh, you, got, you got the circle of doom going. And I, I've i gotten to the point that this season, I gif. And so I'm grabbing my scenes which with every scene that comes on. And so I need the site to work appropriately. I kept having to refresh last week. And so when it circled around and started playing the opening scene again, I went, what are you doing? Oh my gosh, it's doing it again. And I refreshed the page, and apparently I refreshed it just the right time that it jumped to the next scene. And so I thought that it was the site. Until mm-hmm. we came around again, and I went, oh, well played. <laughs> and so the roomie called it um, murdery 51st dates. I thought that was yeah, the best it, that I'd heard. It was a Groundhog Day for hire. It was, I, I mean, there, it's funny because you, we did have some kind of clues to this. You know, the guy drives this very old uh, car and, you know, he's, there's something weird when he says, Karen picked them up early and it's just, the whole thing was a little weird. It was, and I felt like they were both a little older to have, small children that would be picked up it's not that out of the question certainly but it just they they seemed a little bit older than would normally have children young and in the house and being picked up by a nanny or something like that or even for carpool and so mm-hmm. there were like you just said just a bunch of little things that kept going this is odd well okay this is weird and as it kept playing through and as they're driving i'm going Oh, it's her. Oh, she found out this would have been Liz. <laughs> if the Keens hadn't, I could see Liz going to this point. If something like that had ever happened between, if nothing, if it had never come out about Tom and she found out when they were in their, you know, 50s or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh my gosh, that would have been her. <laughs> she would have used him to kingdom come on that. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely, I, I would see that. The other thing is, Usually they when they go down and you see like it's talk, they're talking about the Berlin Wall coming down, so you know it's 1989, but they never put that thing in 1989. Like, hmm, that is a little strange. I wonder if they, you know, thought it was obvious, but usually even when it's obvious, they put it on, and yet there was nothing. And the second time I also thought, hmm, what happened? Did I hit the wrong thing here? Well, in her clothes. Her clothes didn't look like it was out of it. Um, 1989 either Mm. they looked very modern and i was like well okay i was pretty young then maybe i'm just not remembering maybe the fashions come back around whatever but that just a bunch of little things clue you in and then when you go back and do a rewatch after you go oh (laughs) 
all those little clues that they dropped for us. Yeah. And and I found this episode, especially the blacklister, she was basically using running the husband to kill everybody involved in that agency. Um and and so it was a little bit of a subject that we've seen in Milton uh, in, Bob, in Milton Bobbitt, and the, it was also a little bit of the subject that we had with the blacklister um, in season four, the one with the bees, that she was killing everybody involved with her parents' um, uh, escape uh, business for criminals. So I I thought that that it was a very nice way, and they've been doing this. They've been taking themes from the past seasons, kind of tweak them, and you get a whole different character development and and themes. So I I found that it was a fascinating subject to me. I I did too. I very much enjoyed it. I mean, it took a while for me to catch on, which I think it was supposed to, so well done, Blacklist. Mm -hmm. I mean, they... They did a great job at making it seamless. It was yeah. it was seamless. It's just very and, well and, done. And and I love the way they got that as Liz goes up there and sees all this and sees the the steps that the woman took in order to find. She started with a bank account and Liz is is narrating it and the woman is completing the sentences. Uh, and, and we've seen them do this before, you know, the things, but this was very, very well done. I, I enjoy that. And I enjoy seeing that, you know, the superpower list really yeah. nailing it down. I did too. <laughs> I got such a kick out of her walking in and just tossing the jacket aside. It's like, I'm too cool for this. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the point of that was, but it was really entertaining. <laughs> what was that? When she walks up into the attic, she shrugs her jacket off and just tosses it to the side. Oh. I was like, all right. I think she was, I, I saw it as like, this is fascinating. Let me get comfortable because this is, this is like, this is like candy, like going into a candy store for a profiler. I mean, I can learn so much about this. Well, I mean, when you walk into a person's house, I, I've said for a very long time, you know, you can find out so much about somebody just by looking at their bookshelves. Mm-hmm. Says Jen as she looks at mine. Yes. Jess has bookshelves right behind her. Um, I can't ever see what books they are, but if I could, I would know all there of There is secrets. a lot of mysteries and spies. Imagine that. And reference and history. All that. But, yeah, so, I, I loved seeing Profiler Liz. Uh, do you want to jump in with Liz to begin with, just since we kind of touched on her already? Yeah, well, there is something I want to say about the Blacklister. Okay. I've been noticing that at the very, you know, the first few episodes, uh, season one, season two, it was mostly father themes. There were a lot of father stories. It's almost like we were exploring Liz and Red in, in in seeing through different mirrors. So you would see, you know, in Marvin Gerard, he was the father who took his son uh, because he thought he was in peril. And um, in the caretaker, it was this guy who takes this this child. So you were seeing like little pieces of, of it. And at the end, you know, once we explore the entire thing, we got we got a clear picture of what their their story really was, and you could see that there were elements of it. And now we're getting into the mother stories, and we're getting and some of them actually include father stories, 
but they are like this one. This is a bad father that was trying to be a nice guy by taking his kids out of the hospital. And he was so, he was so, um, uh, cocky that he thought he was invincible and he never thought something could go wrong. But I, the idea that he was doing was a bad idea. Okay. So but it I, was done with a good, with a good intention. I'm going to disagree with you there because I did not get the impression he was doing it because he was trying to get them out of the hospital. I got the impression he was doing it because nobody was there to watch the children. They were too young to watch themselves. Nobody was there to watch them because their mother had just gone through surgery. Mm -hmm. And so, but he had a job to do. So he just took them there. He wasn't, yeah. It wasn't that he was trying to get them out for a good reason. Now, I do uh, think I, he loved I, his kids. I do think he loved his kids because when she told him, when she was explaining it, the expression on his face, he was saying, not my girls. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be like watching, well, I mean, we saw Red. The, this life, he thought yeah. he thought it had killed his daughter and the anguish. Think about if if Agnes were to ever get killed, heaven forbid, you know, the anguish that, that Tom mm -hmm. would go through losing his daughter. I mean, just... When, when the life that they live, which is dangerous, and they know it, but to, to have, and you almost have to wonder if there were days that this lady told him everything just to get it off of her chest. If, like, you know, at the beginning, she just let it all loose. Well, that's what they said. There is, no, there is no resolution in telling a man who doesn't remember anything. Yeah. So even if she told him 10,000 times, it, the next day will be the same. And, yeah. and she obviously had him living in there, and every time she took him out, it was for a hit to, to get that day. And she had the piles of the newspaper with the exact same newspaper to complete the puzzle, the, the cross... Um, the crosswords, uh, there was the, the, the recordings, it was everything in there with a, it, it's just, but I found the story compelling because we're getting into the mother's story. Mm -hmm. So even though this wasn't a bad father, he just made a bad choice. Yeah. It made a choice to continue with his work instead of taking care of his children. He should never have been there with the children to do a job to begin with. Um, or he should have just gone ahead and do it another time when his wife could watch the children. But he didn't do it in a bad way. Honey, I have to go kill somebody. <laughs> Can you yeah. watch the kids? <laughs> but but then the the so this is a a bad father with a mother that got and did the revenge and and she wasn't really aiming for that. It just fell on her lap and yeah. she went with it. Well, I think and, she was getting her own sort of revenge in a way because she was having him kill everybody. Exactly. I mean, he was the one killing the people he used to work for. Granted, it wasn't going to hurt him particularly. I mean, there might have been days when she told him everything and he had, you know, all that anguish for about five minutes. But other than that, I mean, it sounds like it reset every few hours. And every 24 hours, like 51st mm -hmm. dates. Yeah. Um, I probably every time she, to, he went to bed. Something something that was interesting, it kind of, the way she was talking, I, I don't remember the woman's name, uh, the, the actual blacklister. Um, but when when Liz was talking to her and going into profiler mode, it kind of reminded me of the Stewmaker. When she said, you know, with, with the Stewmaker, she said, my name is Elizabeth. 
and mm. she she was busy saying you know because it humanizes it brings you know a connection and there's a, at one point with the stew maker he asked are you uh, a mother yeah the, the stew maker asked are you, are you a mother and she said no and I, I was looking for it today i didn't get to make the gift but hopefully soon um but i thought it was an interesting parallel with with this moment where she said are you a mother or i'm a mother she said oh good then you'll understand and it just, it was such a heartbreaking scene. It really was. And, and how twisted it had all become with the blood on their daughter's gravestone. Yeah, that, was, mean, a, that was a nice, nice touch. Yeah, the, the two parents dead in front of the gravestone with their blood on the, you know, it just, it, it was heartbreaking. It really was. I thought it was, in, while, it, <laughs> while it made me sick in a lot of ways, it was it was an incredibly good blacklister in my yeah, it was, opinion. It was a it was a powerful scene, um, but but I found what it was interesting uh, about is is just because I've been saying for a while we have to start getting introduced to to uh, to actually meet Katerina or at least have a direct memory because we've only known Katerina from memories, and we haven't so they're always tinted with this whatever the person thought and even the one in Cape May it's not a memory that was him hallucinating that may not have been Katerina after all so so I find it interesting that we're getting more mother that we're probably going to connect uh with the mother and also the the the, the two sisters that died in the car make me start thinking are we going to start also sedging into Jennifer oh interesting that's that's a good good line to draw there i had not so the, gone that direction but yeah you're right um and i was also the 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 one interesting thing about this blacklister just to have the blacklister completely in uh is that if you think about this case was about is about a secret life that put a child in danger connect that to red taking list from katrina who was not allowing him to see him or something like that, and who was living a very dangerous life with a child right there. I mean, she was killing a Soviet agent in her kitchen, and Liz was sleeping upstairs. So it's that, you know, that's when you start thinking there's a lot more, and we're definitely going towards the beginning of a resolution, which is, may not be even one or two, maybe two seasons, but they're beginning to get all those threads to come to a conclusion, I think. I agree. I, I have full faith in the writing team that they're going to be able to tie everything up. All right. Uh, who do we want to start with after Liz then? I mean, do you have anything else to add for Liz? Um, I, I do have a few things to add for Liz. I, I love the fact that we got a beautiful parallel from last episode. And I love when they do these things. In last episode, during Nick's uh, during Nick's funeral, we saw Liz uh, go to Red, and Red told her that cemeteries for him just remind him to seize the day. And here is Liz in this incredibly sad scene, and she is suddenly reminds of to seize the day, and she goes and does something that she wants to do. I was going to say, I do want to go over the the whole final scene with, with Tom and Liz last, if, mm -hmm. if we don't mind. 
No, no, no. Let's do that. But I just wanted to no, because I, that, I do that like didn't that. belong in the that didn't really belong in the in the actual marriage scene. It belonged yeah. to what motivated her to go and do I something. I like that. You're right. That I, I need to remember to make a set for that. I really like that one. Mm. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's <laughs> all I have for Liz. I I really like her here. I like also the way that we're we're sedging, but we're going to there and we're seeing more parallels between her and Red. Oh, I mean, yeah. she is behaving each day more red-like. Oh, yeah. Even to the point of wearing the red blouse. <laughs> She's been wearing a lot more red this season. Mm-hmm. Wonder if that's A lot more color. I, I wonder if uh, she's thinking about that or if that's all subconscious on her end. <laughs> yeah. Nice choices. Well. Costume department. Oh, you know it's intentional in the costume department. Yeah. Nothing is to, to left to, uh, no. to chance in there. No. Do you want to go? Oh, just just on that note. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it. I know people joke about all the time that you know Tom doesn't have a wardrobe that they just throw him in a white t-shirt and be done with it kind of thing. Um, I months and months ago. I mean, it could have been a year ago. Um, there was somebody on tumblr that i don't believe she's on anymore um but she she weighed in on a conversation about tom's wardrobe that was you know and just added a little bit of um a a little bit of uh personal experience because she she came out of the foster system Mm -hmm. and she said you know a very basic wardrobe is is kind of normal because he wouldn't have been able to carry much with him if he was bouncing around the foster system as a kid and so the fact that he doesn't have you know in his his actual life doesn't wear a whole lot of different clothing is not like it it makes sense back like there was a you know a a drawing back to his childhood for that i thought it was a very interesting the 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 wardrobe department may be drawing on that and how fascinating that was and i think a lot more is it's um far from being a, a poor choice i think is a is a phenomenal choice because think about it we know that tom has other outfits we've seen him in, in suit and ties we've seen him creating this characters a uh, dress i mean eugene Pavlenko dressed in a very peculiar way uh reggie's dressing a different way tom king the school teacher dressing a very I different will way say, as a personal fan of cardigans i miss the cardigans I mean, but like, that was Tom King, the, the school teacher. No, but I miss the glasses and cardigan. I just would love to see him lounging around the house in that someday, <laughs> at least in his glasses. Because I, I read an article back when I first jumped in, so that would have been around season two, that Ryan was talking about that he and, and Bokenkamp were talking one day about were Tom's glasses really his glasses. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, who wears glasses, made the comment that they'd almost have to be because at some point... Liz would have tried them on. And as anybody that wears glasses knows, if you are close enough with someone, they will eventually try your glasses on. I, you know, I am a grown adult, and my mother will still take my glasses from me and try them on every few years just to see what I see. And I'm like, that's not what I'm seeing. You're, it's going to destroy <laughs> your vision. Stop that. <laughs> uh, it's that's just what people do. I don't know why, but they do it. And most people that wear glasses will attest to that, that they've had somebody do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a stretch to think that, that if, you know, that when Tom had glasses, that he would have to have actual glasses, mm-hmm. you know, 
because Liz would have tried them on at some point, yeah. just being goofy. And but, so I, I kind of <clears throat> wish that we could see him at some point, even if they're not the, the thick, you know, uh, you know, hipster frames that he had going. If, you know, if we could just see him in some sort of glasses that were more practical for him now, just while he's at home, not, not out in the field, you know, home with baby Agnes. You know, and we we don't see that, and I kind of I, that's that's legitimately one of my very few complaints about the uh, <laughs> the costuming department is I wish they would bring that back. Yeah, but that's not exactly. I mean, oh no, I that's just that me. Is. That's just me being yeah. picky. I'm aware that's me being picky. So, so I I think that that actually works for me because that that is the real him. That's the basic him. That is his character. He's when he was wearing uh, more sophisticated clothing. That was that's his character. It's not him. I agree. So I I like that. Um, so yeah, I, I I thought that there were there were very interesting things uh, it, with Liz. Um, but I also wonder if all these memory problems kind of connect with List. We're bringing back somebody who has a memory problem that mm -hmm. prevents them from understanding exactly what's going on in their life. And we know that List thinks, or we think that List thinks that she remember everything, but that may not be the truth. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would be incredibly difficult, especially with someone like Red who hides so much. I mean, as far as we know, right now, with, I mean, because... I, I believe Katarina's still alive, but we haven't seen her, so we can't go off of that. But as of right now, Red is the only one that has, more or less, all of the answers. He's the only one that would be able to sit down with Liz and go point by point if she remembered everything. He's never going to do that. It's just not in his character. And so, and she's probably not even going to do that, because then that would give away her hand. Because, like father, like daughter... What she keeps is her own, and she's a mistress of it, whether she mm -hmm. says it's a whole different thing. Yep. Um, Ressa didn't have a lot to do in this episode. Which was really odd to me, because they made a big deal out of out of uh, Cooper saying, I'd like you to take over the task force while I'm gone. I mean, he did, and he ran things, but we well, didn't Well, he see did anything. have a chase scene that was yeah. pretty good. Even though, like, I'm like, wrestler, the, the tires, excuse me, wrestle, the tires. I'm, like, screaming on TV, like, you know, it was weird. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, but I like the, the fact that he was, you know, back into his usual thing, you know, when he was on, when this was on the run. So I like that. I like that he was left in charge. And for once, it was him in inside the post office because that is something that we explore too when wrestler gives it back to cooper and says i'm the guy who kicks out doors and you know i'd leave the politics to the politicians and then now you see that okay now he's in charge and and cooper is actually the one kicking, kicking down, down doors, doors. <laughs> oh so do we want to shift into cooper because cooper had a really good episode i mean Yes, indeed. I, it, this is a really touchy subject, and I honestly, when I'm watching it, I'm sitting there going, this can go either way, this could get really iffy, or it could go really well, and good heavens if Harry Lennox didn't bring it home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, I, I, I loved the fact they ended with basically this, let's, let's stand up and and make this world better. 
You know, mm-hmm. the people that can do it, you know, stand yeah. up and, and change it, not just sit around and complain about it, not just, you know. And not become the vigilante. The, yeah. You know, it not, may solve some, exactly. some problems, but at the end, you know, very few things are solved by a vigilante. I mean, you can solve an individual problem by that, but you're never going to solve the actual issue at hand. Exactly. I loved, loved his story about his father and that he marched with, with Martin Luther King Jr. And that basically it was because the FBI went after him for that, that has set Cooper on this path and how far he's gone and how well he's Another done. Another father story. It was just, it was fantastic. And we, we don't know a lot about Cooper's background and stuff like that. So that, I was... That, to be as nervous as I, yeah, as, as nervous as I was with the subject matter, I feel like at the end they they came out well on top for yeah. it. I was very excited. I, I, I particularly was happy because I felt very unease about the subject of five four three. But I think the, that what, what do you mean the subject of five zero three? 543 was a cop for hire, the killer. Oh, oh, oh you mean the episode 503. The episode, yeah. The 543 episode made me very uncomfortable. And I, it was very nice because you sometimes have to wait before you pass a judgment on the subject because taken with this episode, which kind of tackles the whole thing that made me uncomfortable about that one, in a whole different way, in a far more human way, um, because Cooper is is not a cop saying, well, all cops are bad. He's saying, they are my brothers, and then they are my other brothers. And I, you know, it's, it's a lot of what most of us feel in the world, like there there is something wrong, and why can I get the sights, all the parts that make me to talk in peace? Why can't I just, why can't we talk? Yeah. Um, so I, I was very, very happy with that with that subject, and I thought that Ari Lennox just killed it in that scene. I, I'm not a weeper at TV shows. It's incredibly rare that I tear. I mean, I, I can watch This Is Us, and it's brought me close to tears maybe once or twice, and for anybody that watches that knows that that's very... <laughs> like, I probably should be crying more if I was more normal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um... But I just about cried with with his monologue there about his father and and bringing that all to point. And I went, oh my gosh, Harry Lennox, (laughs) this man. (laughs) It just, it it was just fantastic. He was, I'm curious because I, yes, it ties in with the the episode earlier this season in that. But I, I feel like we're going to have... A bigger theme with this now that we've seen two situations and I I felt like while it was a fantastic line I didn't feel like it tight like as of right now you don't see where it ties into the mythology so I'm curious later oh, on can, where I we'll can tell see you something the, the father theme or well, what is, the sto- what is the storyline? The storyline is about helping a, a friend's kid who got addicted when his father was killed by a cop unfairly. Now, what that does remind you to, it reminds you of wrestler who That's got true. addicted when his father was killed by a dirty cop. Not be- not just as it happened. He also went in the FBI to try to uh, make his, you know, make sure that there were no more dirty 
cops ever and then he got addicted when things the situation got out of control and then he was he was shown compassion by Liz instead of writing him out and getting yeah. him expelled from the from the bureau and it also ties to me to Marvin Gerard in the in the father that it's you know the kid was addicted and he had no more choice so you're it's what i'm saying you're getting elements from a lot of other things and rearranging them it's kind of like you take pieces from different puzzles and you rearrange and you get a different picture and it's very neat to see that forming because as we do we're picking up dangling threads yeah and i felt like and, and this is not a complaint at all because i i really felt like that whole thread through the episode was very much a character-driven thread. It was very much a development and, and looking at his character and who, who Cooper is, which, I mean, we always knew he was a stand-up guy, but it was just fantastic. As Red said, he makes the hard choice every day. He's not a zealot in either way. He's not the guy who's going to do whatever the book says. He's not the guy who's not going to ever do what the book says. He will make the choice in each circumstance. And I love that he was with Red. And and they got into that amazing interrogation scene. Because I feel like, I, you know what? I'm just having this very weird vibe that these guys have done this before. I, that there is a little like navy time that they have gone in here because they were a little, they were pretty comfortable. And Cooper yeah. is like, you know, if you don't talk, you're you overdose. If the first thing that comes out of your mouth is not a location, you're overdose. You know what came to my mind to the point that I made the set before the episode was over? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Liz with the uh, with the memory manipulator. Yes. Dr. Uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, Kreloff. Kreloff, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because the the angles on the camera, the way that he was, you know, threatening him with the needle, it just yeah, like so much of it. Well, I mean, y you have to flick the needle to, yeah. Um, but the way they filmed it. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the, 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 the camera shots, angle, yeah. everything. I think it was supposed to draw that that parallel there. And I, I put one up just almost immediately. It was during a commercial break. I put one of the sets up and I said, like father, like daughter. <laughs> and it was also interesting because we have seen Liz doing something with Cooper's complacency with Dr. Vogel in 121. Mm -hmm. Where he says, I don't know, it was such a brilliant plot. I just borrow it. <laughs> so let me know when you're going to talk. Yep. And it's interesting because to me that 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 interrogation scene was uh, it was awesome. First, because we never seen Cooper do that. We never seen Cooper do that. We never seen uh, Red and Cooper on the field together, and yet you know that they work together because they got the whole Kuwait thing going on. I just so, I loved the fact that Cooper said, "No, nah, I'm good," and. There comes, yeah. Comes we red couldn't resist. Yeah, we couldn't and then, resist. And then it turns around to he's just assuming he's going to come, and he says, "No, you've got to make this call." But I will send Dimbe in there to watch your back. I I think that Red knows that if he walks in there with with Cooper to 
it will be easier for Cooper to make the, I don't want to say the wrong decision, but the illegal decision, maybe? I I think that Red has said that that he may, he's comfortable with who he is and the choices he's made. Yeah. But I think that you can always see how he has always pushed everybody into really thinking it through. Because I don't think he did. Well, he... I think he went out of pain, and that's what his choices were not well thought of. Yeah, and he made the comment to Cooper. He said, you know, your system that protected this other guy is going to protect you as well. But you have to answer to your own conscience. And that's, it, it was such a great line because, you know, for all the terrible things Red does, he's very aware of the, his, his line of thinking and what he's comfortable with is not what everybody else is comfortable with. It's not like that, he, he's very aware that there are multiple points of view in the world and, mm-hmm. and very respectful of that. <gasps> Did you notice that punch that that Cooper threw? That Which was one? awesome. The one to the to the drug dealer. He's walking oh, in, and the guy's just coming at him, and he's looming over like. And the the guy is trying to insult him, and he's like looking up. He's like, it's not effective. No, <laughs> I mean Harry. How tall is Harry Lennox? Like six four at least. Uh, very yeah. Very, I mean very the man's cool. insanely tall. I'm. I'm really hoping, I, I plan to set stock at least a little um, when I'm there in December. I'm hoping to catch somebody. Um, Allie Blacklist over on Tumblr has promised to, to help me spot anybody if we can. Because uh, we've got a full business day there. We'll be there on a Monday. And so the roomie and mm-hmm. I are going set stocking for Blacklist. And I, oh my gosh, if I met Harry Lennox, I think I might just babble in his face. Because I would be <laughs> so overwhelmed. <laughs> Of course, anybody sounds like they're babbling next to that man. Well, just just ask him to read from the phone directory or oh something. That voice can, yeah. You know, he and uh, and Eddie. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was it was so interesting uh, to see uh, Cooper on the field. Something that we have not we have only seen him in that revenge to get Liz to get Liz um, exonerated. That's basically when we've seen him. So it's nice to see also, as he has been lecturing Liz and telling her that's not the person you were, it's nice to see that when he comes to walk the walk, he may go off the rails just like Liz, but he's able to bring himself back. And that is interesting. And I, I like that, that Red was there to provide the help when needed. And then um, it was like, okay, that now is your turn. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I very much enjoyed Cooper and Red working together. Mm. Um, well, Samar and, and, and Aram didn't have much to do. They, Aram, they really like, you know. I, I barely saw Aram. I mean, Samar was out there with, with Liz quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I love their team. I mean, they, they've gotten a lot better about balancing the, the three of them, I think. I just, I think I prefer Liz with Samar, actually. I, I, I'm very much a fan of of Liz and Wrestler's friendship, and and I do feel like they've dialed that back a little. I don't know if it's because they don't want to give shipping vibes. I, I really have no idea why. Um, or if it's just the way the story went, which is 
more likely. Um, I think then depending on what they need, if they need bad list, they would generally team her with Samar because Samar will, you know, it'll be like, oh, yeah, let's go torture. Oh, this is an illegal search. Who cares? Let's do it. Uh, well, wrestler is more a stickler for the for the law. So there are things that when they when they pair Liz with with wrestler is because they need Liz to have a little conflict about, you know, the right thing and the wrong thing. Well, Samara's like, well, I thought you were going just pink and perfect with me and keep going. I love that line. That that goes down as one of my favorite blacklist lines ever. Pink yeah, it's perfect. like I think that that is a brilliant, brilliant line. Um, but And I think that he goes to what Red told a wrestler, you think I'm going to carry you around me? You know, he said that in uh, Esteban. I'm sorry, but you're now on your way because I can't have you around to inform people that they got the right to remain silent before I put a bullet in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Red. So it depends. I mean, wrestler is for certain things and Samar is for others. Yep. Um, so do we want to move into Tom? How about if we... Uh, I, I think I have a few things more on Reddington oh, that oh. we haven't touched on. Okay. Um, I found the very interesting um, things with, with Red. Um... This is, he had offered personal help to wrestler. Uh, Cooper actually comes to him. So we're, we're seeing a bit of more, a friendship between them that is more than just using them. And it, it, I've seen a very interesting vibe and I think some fans are all upset about, oh, they, you know, they describe Red as, uh, they call him Pops the other god day, and now they said, oh, all rich white man, and, well, it's like, first, where's the rich? He got very poor. Um, he's certainly it's, white, and, I, I hate and to much break older. this to you, but once rich, always rich is not a thing. <laughs> yeah, not, not Red. He, he'll be again, but not at this point. At this point, he couldn't even help this guy, um, uh, um, get a new identity. He doesn't have the means. So he's still, you know, his credit is still not restored. He's, he's far from it. But I thought it was I, interesting. That I was happy to see him back in his his vest and fedora and out of the hat. Uh, were you? I was. I yeah. I, 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 I am a fan of the three-piece suit and a fan of the fedora. It's one of the things that I... Like, I like the Guayabera, though. The what? I like the Guayabera. The, 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 that shirt that he was wearing, the, the blue shirt with the, that has like um, little um, threads going past. It's, never mind. Is that I'll what talk. those are called? Yes. Oh, it's a Cuban I never shirt. knew. Yeah, there's, there's a Cuban shirt. They're very, very elegant. Manny from Cuba always wears them. So that that is that was very elegant, and the baseball hat. I'm not a fan of baseball hats outside baseball fields. Um, so some people yeah, can that... pull them off. It just it it aged him. I mean, he's I, I I'm not sure how old is, is Spader. Maybe in his mid he's to late fifty. 50? Yeah, 
Yeah, he's mid-50s. in his mid fifties. Yeah. yeah, he's in mid fifties. It just it it didn't quite go with me, but I like the the other outfit. But it's interesting because they are seem to be also drawing a different line with him and Dembe, or maybe we're seeing them interact like. It started a little bit in season four when they were doing the um, in the magazine and Dembe was spotting the the sales the sale um, uh, ship. Um, then here is like you know you're better and he's solving the stuff and you see you see Father Dembe making sure that you know at least was like you know you you basically you suck a <laughs> goal. I. I have always, for, for a very long time, I've gotten the impression that, I mean, because we know that, that Red basically adopted Dembe at 14. Um, mm. And so, for all A very of, angry, very damaged. Yeah. And very, now we, we see how he is. In. Yeah, we know how he is now. I mean, he was, what, starving and branded and left for dead, tied yeah. to a post. Mm-hmm. I mean... The fact that he is what he is now. Too tall, too angry to be of any use, I think are the words. Yeah. And, I mean, thoroughly abused in every way you can think of. For all intents and purposes, Red is his father. Mm -hmm. He's the one that raised him, that loved him, that cared for him. I have always, that's always been one of my very favorite relationships. I... I think that's one of the things that killed him the most when when he thought that Dimbe thought he might basically put him down like Kate. I, I don't think he ever actually would mm-hmm. because I think that relationship is so paternal. And I, I've, I've always... And it's... I, I'm always a fan of chosen families. If anybody knows me, I'm, I'm a huge fan of chosen families. That's a trope of mine that I will hold on to to the day I die, probably. And I saw that in the in the golf game, in what you were saying with the the uh, the highlights. <laughs> That's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was highlights. Magazine. Highlights. There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, the Sell dentist shit. is what that brings back for me. Ugh. Um, but but in the highlights magazine, in the Scrabble game, I mean, we we've seen a bunch of those moments, and we saw them scattered. I mean, we we saw them goofing around in season one, every great once while watching episodes of something. I think Dimbe got into some pot in season one and was eating a lot of ice cream. I don't remember which episode that was, but it had something to do with with cannabis or something like that. I don't remember. But oh yeah, that was um... hi Dimbe. <laughs> That was a Cypress agency. He was he was a little little happy mm-hmm. in that one. That was fun. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was good times. But um, but no, I I feel like that's that's always been their relationship in the background. I don't think they broadcast it in their professional sense. Mm-hmm. But I think that behind the scenes, for people like Liz that actually see behind the scenes, that's who they are. Yeah, and it was it, it's fun to see Red being you know a lot more vulnerable now. We, we get, now that we're seeing the magician rehearsing the tricks and not the performance, it's fun to see a more vulnerable, a more and, and it's a happier Red. Even with all this that is happening, he's a happier Red. Red's not one of those people. Liz made the comment in season one. She said he was just as happy in his hole on the wall as, you know, a nice dinner as a cave. 
I mean, he he could be comfortable anywhere. Yeah, I make and, I make my bed where my head lays. Exactly, and I don't think Red. I mean, he joked about you know having a wanting to stretch out when he flew, you know, and having a certain mm-hmm. style of living. I think Red. Well, yes, to run his business, he needs money. He needs certain things. It's kind of like you know, corporations need can't can't fly they fly corporate planes rather than fly you know or you know various people that need to get to places quickly fly corporate rather than flying Mm -hmm. you know southwest because they don't they their business suffers and they lose money if they're waiting around all the time Mm -hmm. like the rest of us (laughs) and so but that's how red is he is running a business right now and so he needs that he needs the cash flow he needs all of this but personally I don't think he needs that to be happy. I think he's well aware where actual happiness comes from. I mm-hmm. kind of like that about Red. You know, yeah. it's, it's something we're, we're seeing the more we get to know him at his The core. real, yeah. The, yeah. Real, the real Red. Past, past the concierge of crime. Mm-hmm. Underneath now, that. <laughs> now, Tom, I love the scenes that Tom had. Oh, my gosh. So it was extended. They they leaked the the red and Tom scene, and it was extended, and it was glorious. Gosh! So anybody that I has could listened so to us... see Dom and Red <laughs> in early years, oh I could just see them. I just love their interactions, and Ryan and James are they never never fall short. They have been some of my favorite scenes in this entire show, mm-hmm. and it just and Blacklister made the uh, Blacklister two one four on Tumblr made the comment. She said that Tom won the staring contest for the first time. I agree with her. That was just fantastic. <laughs> I just, what envelope? <laughs> yeah, that line. And the funny thing is, he we've had had. Red makes the comment that Tom and him share many things. He made that comment to Wrestler when he says, like, well, the four eyes, like, no, he's a talented undercover op and we share many things. And this time it is actually him, Tom, saying that we share many things. We share that secret thing. So that we are, you know, that is something we share. So it's funny to see how it's now them making the same comment. You really got things in common. You know, you marry your father, you marry the guy that is exactly the opposite of your father, and Liz marry the guy just like her father. You keep pulling all these parallels out, and I feel like I'm failing this season. Because <laughs> I'm going to make both of these sets now, and I'm going to have to say, yeah, I failed. Both of these are hat tip Tessa. <laughs> Hey, you you generally get most of them. For one, I can see them, but also because I'm I'm very excited because, contrary to what a lot of people are saying, oh, these episodes are weak. I've I've read a lot of people being, oh, these episodes are like they don't you don't understand where they're going. I'm like, you are not looking hard enough at them. I'm seeing everything being pulled away, all these little threads. It's just glorious. And when they're finally, they're like like threading them, and then one point they're going to go with a stick, and they're going to lift them all, and you're going to see a, 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 the, the whole puzzle emerging assemble. And you're going to be like, wait a minute, when did they do this? 
Yeah. And it's going to be fantastic. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that that scene between Tom and Red, good heavens. It was just I mean, from the look that he gave when he bends down to look at him like, "Did you seriously just summon me? Did, are you following me?" That was great. It's yeah. because it's not like Red has never followed Tom before. It's it's a, a very intriguing because the relationship you can see the difference between season one to season five. You can see the relationship have shifted. You know they are family. Red is not threatening Tom at all. He's just saying this is the book. This is the the problem with those bones. I need those bones. I think by the way he's wrong about what he thinks about the bones and when the, the people want the bones. Um, and, and I think that at the end, they I think that both men, if they actually work together, they could probably get those bones and understand what's going on. But because they don't, they they don't. And I think both of them are going to get pretty beaten up. Well, they they apparently are. Um, for anybody that doesn't want spoilers close your ears right now but um there were some scenes that spoiler tv put out um from the finale where tom's missing and it looks like because you see the scene with him and and it does look like unless because someone made the comment that maybe it's a staged shooting or something like that which is possible Mm -hmm. um but you know if it is a legit shooting then it does or shooting stab it, it looks like it's going to be a shooting or a stabbing because the blood was just too dark for for splatter on him um so unless it's you know them staging something it looks like tom's injured relatively mm-hmm. you know relatively injured i mean you know he's not going to just get up and frolic off from this but if he is he's also in the field like 24 hours later because he's got uh you see him bending over something in, in red and he looking at something in the field and he still has that that nasty mm-hmm. gash over his eye and so um just a little more healed than when you see it and so it would be interesting though i, I think it was chris m23 i believe it's chris m23 that made the comment that what if it's staged and that that is a very interesting thought to me because it hadn't crossed my mind, and it would it would make it a lot easier for him to pop out into the field if mm. he was basically faking his injury, you know. And the about the only way I could see him doing that to Liz because she will murder him <laughs> if that's both, the case. Both of them. Oh, she's gonna beat them both to Kingdom Come. I mean, she just waylay on them. I honestly don't come. Yeah, to kingdom come. Um, but um, <laughs> but I, I actually would love to see a scene in which something like that happened, and it came out, and she's like, I understand why you did it, but just, like, punches the crap out of him, and be like, ow, violent, why? <laughs> yeah, well, he should have a, a, a little, he told Dom that Liz had uh, his temper, so he should be used to that the, i would the actually one... love to see that happen her just like smack both of them and then be like oh my gosh don't kill us <laughs> especially if my theory is correct and katarina is and carla is one of katarina's name and we already see him punch you know she punched him so you know i'm sure that he's used with that family um i found it interesting I mean, that liz that... did stick a pin in his neck i mean it's yeah not... and, and she's drawn and... a gun on him I mean, eh. yeah i mean 
Yeah, she's she gets angry. She's she's out there. The the one thing that was very interesting to me is that the conversation that they're having there, and Tom says, it's secrets that put people in harm's way. It's not it's not this it's it's not knowing what you prepare to, which is something that I've been telling about Red. Is like Red. I know where Red is coming from. That's who Red is. He says that he has a lot of trouble sharing his hand, but he has to come to a point where at least there's some people that you have to share your hand. He's going to have to learn to trust Liz. He is. And once he trusts Liz and is willing to be honest with Liz, I think he's going to get a lot more trust from Tom. Because right now, that's what's driving Tom mad. And that's that's what's keeping Tom from telling Liz. And mm-hmm. it's the fact that he doesn't trust Red to be open. He trusts him to manipulate Liz, but that's about it. And yeah. he's coming off of, I, I loved the comment about family secrets always come out. Because mm-hmm. that was a, I mean, it was calling back to the yes. fact that he just got, we still don't know if he knows that Howard lied to him, but we do know that he knows that Scotty lied to him. Mm-hmm. And that, that he's really torn up about that. He's really upset over, I mean, he's not like Liz. He hasn't been looking for these people his whole life. But we did see how it affected him. He tried and tried and tried to put it off and put it off and put it off. But then he was dragged into it, kicking and screaming. And then suddenly, as hard as he fought, he cared about these people. Both both Scotty and Howard. He cared about them because these were the... He spent his entire life telling himself that his family had a abandoned him whether he was told that as a child or whether he just that was Mm -hmm. the explanation he gave himself we don't know but he said his family abandoned him and he hated them for it and then he finds out that they didn't that they they had lost him he was stolen from them and that they might actually love him and then to be betrayed on top of that to let himself care and let himself fall down that rabbit hole Mm -hmm. And then to be betrayed like that and find out that they really were just really crappy people, which I don't think that they are. I think that he still doesn't have all the pieces to the puzzle, but regardless. That's what it seems to Yeah, that, that's from his point of view. That's where he's coming from. And, oh my god, the, if I don't understand why anybody would expect him to trust Red at this point with coming off of that. I just It, it drives me crazy that anybody doesn't. Well, would expect him to just trust him blindly at coming from what he's just come from. Well, let let me qualify that. I think that when it came, for example, to Liz's safety, to Liz's life, to Agnes' safety, Tom did. You know, and and so did Liz. He said, find Agnes, find Tom when she's being uh, taken by Kirk. And Tom just, when they get to the car and they found that, don't waste time. It's like, where's Agnes? Uh, I spent this, the time in this car. We got to, I mean, they just work together because mm-hmm. that's where their interests are aligned. What he doesn't understand about the rest of, of Red is why is he keeping the secrets about Liz's life? Wouldn't Liz have been in a better, why did he spend all this time not telling Liz he was a father? Because Tom knew it. I mean, he had to be an idiot not yeah. to know it. He and, was shocked when he found that fake uh, paternity test. And Tom learned the hard way exactly what happens with Liz when you are not honest with her. Yeah. He lost, forget being shot and kept on a boat for four months. He lost her. 
due to his dishonesty. He lost the woman he loved. He watched her walk away from him. That is what sticks out in his mind. And I think to him, he's like, I learned this lesson. You've watched all of this happen. Why are you so stupid? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Like, you're too smart to be that dumb. <laughs> yeah, and I but- think it drives Tom nuts because he's learned it. And and that's what Lid said to, to Red. I mean, for somebody so smart, you're very clueless. Um, I, I I have a few more parallels for you. Uh, did you notice the case uh, when they're talking about the 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 murders? They mentioned the murder of a a, a Soviet businessman that was opposed to the glasnost, and that is one of the uh, of the murders committed by the agency, and that connects straight to Berlin who got into all that problem with her daughter and they put her in jail or not and fake her death because he was opposed to perestroika and glasnost. That's, yeah, you know, I did he not was catch a, that one. Yeah, he was a dissident and he didn't, he wasn't uh, from the old school. He didn't want to go into all that opening and, and economic opening and all that. So now you're getting another threat going right back to Berlin and the Kirk's bombing. And another one of this is that I love the fact that they got Pete and Lena and that story is kind of distorted mirror of Tom and Liz because we've been having Red and Katerina, um, we've had Liz and Tom, we had a Ram with, uh, with Janet. So we're, we're, it's almost like we're examining, if we really think about the way the blacklist does things, they never do a straight mirror. It's a mirror with something different so in this case Pete may not have started by liking Lena really or being in love with her I think that he started getting a little more involved with her and then caught her off um it's very very uh interesting to me well if you notice the pictures that he has in his office he had a picture of the quote-unquote wife and daughter mm-hmm. that he had the, the family that he supposedly had because Lena was is that the the fiance's name yeah um, I, I, for some reason, my brain's just not been retaining names recently. Um, but we, we saw when she walked in there, that there was the family, family photo there. But the only photo with her that Tom was able to find was the one with, that she was hidden in it. She took it, but she was hidden in it. And mm-hmm. I thought at the time it was kind of an odd thing to have a selfie or not, not a selfie, but a picture of just you. On your own desk. That's kind of odd, you know, unless it's, you know... A talisman like Tom had the picture of the kid. Yeah, and so, but I I think it was in his own way having a picture of her, even though he couldn't have a picture of her. Mm. So, yeah, I do think there's probably something there. We'll see how far that goes, because this poor chick's got a head out on her at this point. Because, bless... The, Red may be wrong about a lot of things with this, this suitcase, and I think he is, but I don't think he's wrong about anybody getting involved, having a, a bullseye on them, because they will. Mm. Now, I don't blame Tom for Nick's death, because when you get down to it, Nick came back and said, because the moment... Somebody that, twisted his arm and it wasn't Tom. I he, don't know if he originally did. said no, and then I don't I don't trust that change of mind because the way they film that change of mind, they film him in the car with a very narrow focus that obviously you're missing whoever is in the back seat with a gun to his head. Potentially, 
potentially. I, I am not for or against that theory. Um, I, I ride the fence on that one until further information is provided. And if it's not, then I assume it's not the case. Um, but, you know, basically, Tom did not twist his arm. As soon as, as he said, no, it nearly got me killed, Tom went, all right. You know, and he backed off. Now, the second he came back, what do you expect him to do? Go, no, I don't really want your help now. You know, it's, he's in the middle of it. He needs the answers. If the guy is, is a grown adult is willing to help him, he's going to say yes. It's, Mm. that doesn't, yes, Tom is involved in it. Most human beings would feel guilty over it. I'm sure he feels some level of guilt. He liked Nick pretty well, as far as I could tell. But it's not his fault. Kind of mm. like Asher Sutton wasn't necessarily his fault. You know? Oh, Cause... Asher Asher was a dead man walking. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I feel like <laughs> he may actually be more responsible for Nick than Asher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Asher, I mean, he had he had messed <gasps> up a, you know, a really bad Russian brava guy. Yeah. He, his only value was what he had money. The moment he stop mm-hmm. having money he would have been taken to the ring to fight to death and he's probably his wife by then and his children would have taken in uh for for um sexual slavery or whatever yep that that would was not it. have been I mean, good no yeah. good at all but yeah i oh goodness that did you notice cape town was a mention again no there was another one of the hits that was in cape town i did I yeah, want was... I want that explanation so bad. You don't understand how badly I need to well, know well, what it's happened. It's not it's it's not just I know that for you is it with Major and Tom, but Kirk was also going to to uh, Johannesburg. He was going and... there, and you had the guy from I, I think from Johannesburg that that put the hit out. Yeah, on that red. put the hit on red. So oh yeah, you're Cape getting Town's a lot come... of South African there that mm-hmm. I would love to see explored. And I agree, but I just and I don't really expect them to give it to me at this point. I mean, like, if they do, I will love them forever. Oh, I think they will. That's a lot. And Redemption, that, where was Whitehall? In a warehouse near Cape Town. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I really, I mean, because I am aware as a writer, sometimes you just make comments and let people go. You can't explain every offhanded comment. You make a comment. The point was Mm. that Tom did something that should have put... McCready in his debt you know that that Tom made some sort of move that probably saved his life or something to that degree that was the point of the comment writers especially in television shows have to make those offhanded comments and, and just leave them sometimes mm-hmm. to the imagination and I understand that and but but Kate every, May every is more fan, than an offhanded comment. That's a, a place that have come back. Every fan has those little tidbits that they just want their answers, and that's one for me. That is definitely <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, for me, I I I mean, I I keep a very detailed list of my you know criminally sane website, uh, which is migrating to my new website, but um. It, and it's funny because some of the places are, you can see that they're offhand mentions. There is a place here and a place there. And then there are other places like Cape Town, like Prague, that keep coming back to it and back to it. So you know that there's something there. I, and I think eventually we'll see 
something, even if it's a little thing. Yeah, and, and depends I, on how much time they got. Too. I I agree that we'll probably see something connected to that, but I don't know if we'll get the specific story for Tom and Bud in Cape Town. Is what I'm saying that I don't know if we'll get. I really mm. don't expect to get that, but if they gave it to me, I would be forever indebted to the writing team on the blacklist. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jen Wish. Now, what? Uh, who do you think was the guy with the um, that came to the to the apartment to Lena's apartment? Was that Pete's handler? Is that the people who are after the bones? Is it the people? What exactly is about that? I I are feel like it's. Hurt I think it's Pete? my personal opinion. My personal read of it was that it was somebody that works with or for Pete. Uh, if it was a handler, I think that she would have been dead from the get-go. I don't think that he would have given her a chance. I, As we spoke about a few minutes ago, you know, the, the small bits, especially the mirroring of the Keens, I think that he probably has at least some feelings for Lena. And so I think he wanted, Pete wanted to give her a chance to just let go and survive. You know, if, if she would. And... Whether so, mirroring to Asher Sutton and, and get out of the door and stay out of the door that's the only way you're going to yeah. survive because we're not going to survive this, yeah, uh, yeah, basically. You know, try except it was Pete trying to get her out. I mean, because Asher didn't even do that for for um Gwen. I mean, mm -hmm. Asher had Gwen right by him, he never sent her away or tried to get her to safety, he just kept going. I don't think he was smart enough to understand what he was putting his fiance through, but, mm. but, I I do think that I, I think that the guy that went to to Lena was someone working either with or for Pete. That's, and we'll find out if he actually you know one if Pete how how deep the feelings go with Pete. You know what I mean because if if he actually loves the girl, then he's not gonna have someone allow someone to murder her. Um, you, you would hope. Um, and he may just be infatuated and, you know, and be like, well, I tried, and then let him kill her. We don't know yet. I'm also curious to see if, because when the girl was being followed, we see Tom come out behind. So, But you can't tell if he's following her or following the person following her. I think that he's following her because he's... He found a way to now follow Pete by by that by um, using because he's using her credit cards. Yeah, but we also, I mean, I, I feel like that the camera work with seeing her, seeing the guy that's following her, and then mm -hmm. seeing Tom. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like if he weren't following the the guy after Lena, if he weren't aware that someone's following mm -hmm. her, basically, we would have seen the other guy last. We would have seen Lena, Tom, and the last guy. But because we saw the la the the guy that's following her and threatening her in the mm -hmm. middle, I feel like Tom probably knows, at least is aware someone's watching her, and and that gives her a fighting chance if he's aware someone is watching her. I hope so. I I, I, I would like, like for character. her to survive. Tom needs a win. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would be a win for him if she would survive and. This poor guy, he really hasn't had a lot of wins recently. Because it's just one terrible thing after another. I mean, yes, he got remarried, and that's definitely a win. But, I mean, 
like when it comes to the job, he hasn't had a lot of wins, is what I mean. That's going to the wedding because that was a fun moment to me. I, I, I mean, I'm not a shipper, and I found that you know what? After everything that they've been doing, when they actually, I mean, the the, the second wedding, they were. They did it on a spur of a moment, too. She was like, I want to get married. There's a, yeah. an opening in the church. It now has to that... be very spur of the moment. You cannot give anybody any warning with these things. You have to go to the Justice of the Peace and be like, right now, to manage to not get shot up at a keen wedding. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that they did that. Nobody nobody was there. Uh, nobody was giving their grief. Nobody was nothing. It was just the two of them. Um, so I, I liked it. What it was, you, it what was are actually. Are doing things like that? Or do they have people like on staff that will be witness for you? I mean, how does that? Yeah. I don't even. No, do they? Okay. I have a cousin that got married at the courthouse and everything. It just worked out for her and her husband. And. Um, and, I mean, we were all there. I mean, so there were witnesses there. But I, I wonder about because, I mean, you know that people probably go, people that elope and such, you know. Well, it was it, it was also expediency for, for the sake of, of our, you know, of, of uh, the scene. Yeah. Uh, witness, all that. Then you start incorporating. The idea was, like, Liz was in the cemetery. She got what Red said about seizing the moment. And she just decided, you know what? You can lose everything you have in a second. And I would just want to have this, you know, right I, now. I loved so much that her response was, I'm just, I'm so happy to have you in my life. It's because, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see where, and this is me being neck deep in the fandom and having the haters chirping in my head. I swear, they get so deep in this. It's like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was watching that scene, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna be people, be people, be people going. Oh, look, this is the Keens. Let's, you know, Liz is gonna hate him now, and she's gonna realize her mistake and something. Then she runs off and goes, marry me, honey. I love you.' <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> it was so, it was so much fun. And I've been saying for a while, why don't they just go to the courthouse? Like, and they I, did. I know that they don't have a lot of time. They've got a kid. They, she's got work. He's been gone for two months. I mean, so why not just go to the courthouse? And we knew in Redemption when Tom started going, well, technically she's my fiance. And then when he came back and said, we need to get married, we knew it was coming. And John made the comment that it was coming. Mm-hmm. And, and it was weird. It was going to be weird. And it sort of was. It's strange. But I found it very sweet i i very much enjoyed it and someone asked me the the night of the episode how i liked it and i said i'm incredibly happy right now i said this was just perfect they and it don't... fits the genre i mean like were you gonna have like the like the other wedding that didn't fit the genre yeah. like with a white dress i mean you know what happened when you put a white dress and you have yeah, like an organ bloody. the organists <laughs> get killed yeah it just <laughs> And, like, I, I love their friends. I do. I love the task force. And I love the fact that they wanted them there. But this is them. And they they are bizarre. And they are a spy couple. And they, there are a lot of complications. But in the end, they had what mattered most. And that, that's what I always said about season one, was that there were a lot of lies. But the thing that mattered most 
was the truth that they loved each other and that that is the sole truth that has gone through their entire relationship is that they have each other and that it's mm -hmm. just i mean i have a lot of I, over the years i've had people ask me why i shipped them and that's it i mean like right there them <laughs> in a <laughs> nutshell <laughs> they have each other's backs they are equals they have each other's backs and it's perfection. I just loved it. As a shipper, I was incredibly happy. As a fan, well, I, I was incredibly happy. The fact that after Red told him, told him not to marry Liz, and then, um, you know, they made those comments, you think he's going to walk you through the aisle. At the end, there was no aisle. There was nothing. They just got married. Yeah. Because that's, it fits. Mm -hmm. It just fits so well. Uh, so and it was... I, I love the fact that it's Liz's choice. I feel like since since they've come back together, everything has really been on her terms. And I think that's appropriate. I mean, and I, I they are a team. Tom does stand up for things that he feels very strongly about. But overall, things like this, he asks, but then it's her call. Because mm. in season three... He asked her to marry him. She said, let's go to your boat and have sex. And he went, all right. And then it, he didn't, we don't see him ask again until she drops to a knee and says, basically, I nearly lost you. I want to marry you. And then same thing happened here. We're not promised tomorrow. I want to do this right here, right now. Sign the document. Come on. We can't even steal the pins. Look at them. They're attached. You know? mm. <laughs> And I just, I love how she says it's unromantic. And, and we've talked about, uh, well, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. She's not the romantic she's one. She's not. She's the, oh, look, it's your boat. Let's go have boat sex. And he's the, oh, look, it's a candlelit dinner and a well-thought-out romantic night. And okay, boat sex. Sweet. You know? <laughs> that's, that's them. That's how they function in their relationship. And it's adorable and quirky and goofy and... But that was, to me, that seemed very romantic. Not because it was a candlelit dinner and roses and anything that's cliche romantic, but because she wants him and he makes her happy. That thousand watt smile that she has is because of him. He yeah. makes her happy. I, I had an Anon one time that asked me, said, you know, I understand why on Tom's side you ship them. What does he give Liz? And I said, my biggest thing, he makes her happy. Yeah. Every woman deserves to be happy. Yep. And it doesn't matter exactly what it is that... I also feel that there's a gender thing here. And, and, and what matters in, in this gender is... It's not that romantic, fluffy things that belong in other genres. It's, it, this is the basics. These people got no time for, for the basics. I, I was a big fan. Keen yeah. Squared fan was a big fan. Um, I do have uh, a, a, the plot report. Because this episode had a lot of plot. Oh, plot. Plot yes, report. the plot report. There was... <laughs> Did you see that the house of number five of the killer was covered in a plaid um, uh, 
paper. You would, you would think that I would notice plaid more as much as we talk about it, but no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> yeah, the two owners of the travel agency were wearing plaid. Wrestler, yeah. the other guy, Argon, was wearing plaid. There was plaid in the convalescence home. Cooper was wearing plaid, Wrestler was wearing plaid, and Naram was wearing plaid. So there is still a lot of things going there under the surface that we haven't seen because there's still a lot of plot in that post office that I can't quite explain. I would love after the show is over to sit down with the Johns and I, you know, this is... Oh, that would be my dream. Oh, it's such a dream. If I could pick their brains, I would probably die a happy person at that point. Um, my guess is they don't even know I exist, so... Maybe you. I don't know, but I doubt they know I exist. Um, but I would love to sit down with them and just go through some things and go, was this intentional? Was this intentional? Are we crazy? Was this intentional? And just, like, go through a few things and get a question answered after all the questions have been answered, you know, for the show, so mm-hmm. that they could comment on things openly and freely and mm-hmm. talk about process and where they're going, where they went with certain things. And, yeah. you know, when you're not bound by we don't want to give certain things away. Mm-hmm. Or we're worried that we're going to offend a group. Or what have you. I, I just want <laughs> that conversation. Yeah. Open, honest conversation that would be glorious. That would be that would be a great question. And they also had water. Remember, we haven't had a lot of water lately in in symbols, but this this we did. That was mm-hmm. the agency was called the Sea Wall. We have Sea Duke and Sea Wall. So I'm having a feeling that this thing is going to somehow connect to the Red Story. So all the stories. Remember, like when we saw Pete. Uh, shave his head the whole we had to realign the whole of those first episodes because we realized that oh wait a minute there's a lot of things been going on here that we don't see he's a spy wait <laughs> yep 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 it was just like that um and then i found interesting that we're starting to introduce another themes in with the elements we had fire we have water did you notice the name of the guy of the one of the killer, the one that survives? Argon, a gas. Ah. So, and I've seen some air elements being introduced. So I think that there's a little thing about you know, like the, um, like this thing came about, and I'm and I'm I, I got a theory going that that if Red was not a, a member of the Cabal, he was certainly a member of. He, he was instrumental in getting it and he got out of control and now he's trying to control it. So similar to what we, the, the theme we saw with um, in the last episode with uh, the, the false flag operations. I am wondering with Hitchin dead, if he's technically a part of the cabal still. I think that was a, that was not conditional to, to Hitchens. But certainly, he's he, impoverishing and uh, and weak is is not gonna be any, not gonna be able to hold his his seat there. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, he should still be getting twenty five percent from all those inventions. And, but how do you enforce that if you don't have any anything to enforce yeah. it with? Yeah, 
That's a problem. Yep. Being a criminal takes a lot of money. <laughs> so if you don't have money, don't try being a criminal. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Gotta have that money to invest in your criminal empire. <laughs> it's expensive to be a criminal. Uh, you know, that's what stops us all right there. Mm. The money. Mm-hmm. We need loans. Criminal loans. Otherwise, yeah, well, that's what Red did with the, uh, you know, when he needs a little cash, he just goes and steals a car. <laughs> with a Picasso. Was it a Picasso? Forgets. Yeah, Picasso in the backseat, yeah. Uh, lovely. Uh, that's why we love alone. Red. Oh. Yeah. And I do. I, like, I, I know I'm hard on Red sometimes, but I do love him. He is definitely the type of character that I'm drawn to. He and Tom, because they share so many, you know, mm-hmm. so many characteristics. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They both have said it by now. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna make so many parallels and have to have to tag you in them because I'm like, oh, these are too good. I have to do this now. Mm. So I think that that's about wraps us up. I do think so. Yeah. So you can uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Please feel free to chat with us. We're on Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think. We we don't always hear from you, so please feel free to let us know what you think. If you you know have any topics that you'd like discussed, let us know. Yep. And right. until next week... Till next week, we're we're uh, edging closer and closer to that winter finale, or that fall finale. I am so willing to see that. I am too, and I I just don't want them to leave it at a cliffhanger, but I don't think they will. I. I'm oh like, yes, they will. Well, well, not. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase it. I don't want them to leave it at a cliffhanger with Tom half dead. I mm. don't. I don't think they're gonna do that. I think we're gonna get answers. Because, yeah. well, about his life. Um, I, I'm, okay. t- I'm sorry. This is all <laughs> about his life. <laughs> because we, like I said, we, we saw him waltzing around in the field with Red. If he was still mm-hmm. bleeding. I mean, he could be injured doing that, but not dying. So, anyway. Until next week. That, until next week. And uh, just um, can't wait to hear it. There we go. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.